This week on Foamcast Radio, a toy retailer drops a massive list of upcoming Nerf Blasters and Hasbro accidentally shows some of them off. We get more details on the Nerf Jupiter and Worker kills off a community project. Plus, I've got a tactical analysis of the Scravenger, as always, your Requisition Recon and Battlespace intel, and we go to the War Room to discuss why the Chrono Barrel only works with Elite Darts. Listen up and load up. It's time for the biggest podcast in the world dedicated to foam blaster toys. News, reviews, events, and more. And now, recording from the broadcast bunker, it's Ben Anderson, the host of Foamcast Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Before we get into the Stratcom, I've got a quick sit rep for you. I recently started a thread over on the Foamcast Radio Fans Facebook group asking people to post pictures of all of their patches that they have related to the nerfing hobby. This is because I myself recently started collecting these patches to put on my tactical gear. I've got a few already, but if you know of some that you think I would like, please get a hold of me somewhere on social media, either Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and let me know because I'd love to place an order. Or if you'd like to just send me some patches, I would love to give them away. I'm planning to give away some patches that I already have that are extra at West vs. Zombies, and I've already got a Clowny Nerf patch that Clowny Nerf sent to me, and an Atomic Dart League patch from Project FDL. So I'll be giving those away, and I'd love to have more to give away as well. Alright, let's get into the Stratcom because we have a lot of news this week. First up, we got a big list of blaster leaks from Everest Toys. This is an online toy retailer, and they recently posted a bunch of new product pages for a bunch of previously unannounced Nerf Blasters. For most of them, all we have is the names. We don't have any other information, but it looks like the list includes a lot of Dark Tag Blasters, a new Zombie Strike Blaster, some Fortnite Blasters, some Rival Blasters, some Elite Blasters, and a new Laser Ops Pro offering. Like I said, for most of these, we don't have any information beyond the names, so for the majority of them, I won't really be discussing them right now. You can look up the list at the show notes at foamcastradio.com if you really want to look it over, but I just wanted to talk about a couple of these that we've actually gotten pictures of now and some speculation about their features. First up is the Nerf Zombie Strike Revoltinator. This leak comes to us from the Nerf Turkey Instagram account. This is an official Nerf account for Nerf in the country of Turkey. The picture that they posted is of a model holding the blaster. It's completely green, which is how we know that it belongs to the Zombie Strike line, and it's magazine-fed and appears to possibly have a demolisher rocket launcher. From the picture, it doesn't have any obvious priming methods, so it's probably a flywheel blaster. And the reason we're calling it the Revoltinator is because that was on the list of leaked blasters from Everest Toys. So it's a good guess that that is what this blaster is. Next up, we got a picture of a new Rival blaster. And this one is speculated to be called the Nerf Rival Perseus 5000. Now, the page on Everest Toys lists it as the Perseus, P-E-R-S-E-S. But personally, I'm theorizing that that's a typo, and it's actually the Perseus. Now, this blaster is really interesting looking. It doesn't have any obvious magazine insertion point, and it looks like the front grip actually has a battery door on it, so I'm suspecting 
suspecting that it contains batteries in the grip and that the bulk of the blaster is used as a sort of internal hopper that holds up to 50 rounds. I'm basing this guess on the name because normally in the Rival series, the number at the end of the name denotes how many rounds it holds times 100. In this case, 5,000 divided by 100 gives us 50, so it should hold 50 rounds. Of course, this could also be a completely different blaster, and the Perseus is something else that we haven't seen yet. Next up, we have some more information about the Nerf Rival Edge series Jupiter. We still don't have a solid release date, but we have had some better pictures get leaked, and it's been confirmed that it will sell for 70 US dollars. Finally, Worker has announced Metal Caliburn parts. These are upgrade parts for their Worker Holy Sword Blaster, which is their officially licensed version of the Caliburn. They're asking for 30 US dollars for a metal plunger head, trigger, sear, magazine release, and also some other bits and bobs like O-rings and some little springs and stuff. Now, if you'll recall, the only other way to get these metal upgrade parts for the Caliburn previously was Project Tooth and Nail from Lord Draconical. But for that, Drac was asking 85 US dollars for just a plunger head trigger and sear. That means this new offering from Worker has essentially outpriced the Project Tooth and Nail parts. Drag has commented online saying that he won't be producing any more Project Tooth and Nail parts once the current ones are done selling, and that he's not interested in having a pricing war with Worker. For more information about any of these items that I've talked about, please check out the show notes at foamcastradio.com. Foamcast Radio is supported by Hobby King. When I need a new battery for my latest blaster build, my favorite place to go is Hobby King. I can put in the exact specs and dimensions I want, and Hobby King gives me a list of candidates at incredibly affordable prices. Every flywheel build I make has a battery in it from Hobby King because I can count on them to fit perfectly and have the discharge rating and capacity I need for maximum performance and reliability. You can get 100 reward points when you create your Hobby King account for free right now. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash hobbyking. Once again, to get 100 reward points, go to foamcastradio.com slash hobbyking and create your Hobby King account for free right now. Thanks to Hobby King for supporting Foamcast Radio. Alright everybody, it's time for your weekly counterintelligence contest. Last week's winner was Stephen Wong, who will be receiving a Foamcast Radio long sleeve shirt. This week, if you'd like to win a double-walled tumbler with the Foamcast Radio logo on it, head to foamcastradio.com slash win and enter the keyword Perseus. That's foamcastradio.com slash win and enter the keyword Perseus. Good luck. All right, everybody, this week I have a tactical analysis for you of the Nerf Zombie Strike Scravenger. This blaster is a lever-action magazine-fed Springer blaster that comes with a bunch of accessories, including two 12-round magazines, a rail-mounting magazine holder for the extra mag, a scope, a tactical light, a barrel extension that looks like a suppressor, and a stock that also contains a two-dart jolt. It retails for $50 US dollars, and it was released in 
fall of 2018. Now, ergonomically, this blaster is very large by design, but it can be made smaller by removing the various accessories that you might not be interested in. It has an interesting grip angle that isn't very comfortable, or at least not as comfortable as other blasters. And because the stock attaches to the back of the grip instead of just the back of the shell, the stock attachment point is upside down so that the stock will connect in such a way that you'll still be able to shoulder it. But if you take that stock and put it on some other blaster, it'll flip over and then it'll make sense on a different blaster. Now, the little two-shot jolt that is attached to the stock is kind of cool, but it's difficult and awkward to access it if you actually want to use it. Aesthetically, it definitely fits with the Zombie Strike line. It's definitely interesting. It has a very cool cobbled together look. For example, the priming lever appears to be a pair of pliers. The suppressor attachment looks like it's made out of a spray paint can. And the tactical light looks like it was fashioned out of one of those interchangeable bit screwdrivers. Obviously, it wasn't actually made out of any of these things, but it's made to look like it was put together from a bunch of stuff from, like, a junkyard. Now, function-wise, it does function consistently. I didn't have any failure to feeds or failure to fires. I never had any jams. There are quite a few internal locks that prevent multiple primes, depriming, or half-priming. So once you start priming the blaster, you can't stop until you've fully primed it. And once it's primed, you can't prime it again, and there's no way to deprime it without firing. Now, interestingly, this blaster does have slam fire capability, and to use it, you have to flip a switch on the side of the blaster so that every time you finish priming, it just automatically fires. One unfortunate problem that this blaster has is that that little two-shot jolt on the side falls off of the stock constantly. In my experience, sometimes even just shouldering the blaster causes that little jolt to fall off and it's really irritating to have to pick it up in the middle of a battle. I ended up taking it off completely and just not even using it. Now, performance-wise, it definitely is not impressive. Even with the barrel extension removed, it had very disappointing performance, and based on my use, it didn't even perform as well as a stock long shot. However, it does have some potential for modding. In theory, you could upgrade the spring, and the air restrictor can be removed. Plus, all those locks I mentioned earlier come out pretty easily. My conclusion is that this is an interesting, fun toy. It's funny, and it's goofy, it looks really weird, but unfortunately, it's not very powerful or particularly fun to actually use. If you like having those weird, kooky, novelty blasters, this is definitely for you. But if you're looking for something that's war practical, you're going to want to look elsewhere. Alright, with that tactical analysis out of the way, it's time for your requisition recon. These are just some of the deals that I was able to find on Amazon for you. First up, the Dart Zone Ballistics Ops Velocity Blaster is on Amazon for $40 US dollars, down from $70. US dollars. I've mentioned this for the past few weeks, but I'm going to continue mentioning it until the price goes back up because this is still a really good deal. Next up, the Boomco Halo ODST M6 pistol is on Amazon for under 10 US dollars. And it's down from its normal price of 15 US dollars. The Nerf Modulus Mediator is on Amazon at 10 US dollars, down from its normal price of 20 US dollars. So that's half off. The Nerf Rival Rechargeable Battery Pack is on Amazon for 16 US dollars, down from its normal price of 30 US dollars. 
so that's also almost half off. And the Nerf Elite Ultimate Battle Waste Pack is on Amazon. It's down to $7 US dollars, down from its normal price of $15 US dollars. Links to all of these items can be found at foamcastradio.com in the show notes. Alright, with that, let's get into the Battle Space Intel for this week. The Panhandle Nerf Club is having their War Number 3 in Pensacola, Florida on January 26th. CSRA Nerfers United is having their War Number 10 in Evans, Georgia on January 26th. The San Diego Nerf Club is having their Balboa Nerf event in San Diego, California on January 26th. The Because We Care Foundation, in cooperation with the Altoona Nerf Club, is hosting the First Responders Nerf War in Altoona, Pennsylvania on January 26th. The Maryville Nerfing Nation is having a Nerf War in Maryville, Missouri on January 26th. Bay Area Ultra Stock is having their Berkeley Area Ultra Stock event in Berkeley, California on January 26th. 5280 Foam Dart League is having their January Nerf Battle number 3 in Denver, Colorado on January 26th. The Dauphin County Nerf Club is having their January 2019 Nerf Battle in Middletown, Pennsylvania on January 26th. Southern California Unified Nerf is having their Revolution event in Torrance, California, January 26th. Corpus Christi Joker is hosting the Dart in the Park Pirate Edition event in Corpus Christi, Texas on January 27th. The Cincinnati area Nerf enthusiasts are having their January 2019 Nerf War in Cincinnati, Ohio on January 27th. Women of Nerf is having a Facebook Live event on January 27th. And the Temple Nerf Asylum are having their Rival League monthly event in Temple, Texas on January 27th. Now, some of you might have noticed some repeated events from last week's episode. This happens because sometimes after I've already recorded and published the episode, the event organizers end up canceling or postponing the event for some reason or another. Whenever this happens, I try to post about it and give people updates on our Twitter. So if you're not already following me on Twitter, head to twitter.com slash foamcastradio and hit that follow button so you'll get those updates. For more information about any of these events and to make sure that your event gets mentioned on the podcast, head to foamcastradio.com slash intel. Foamcast Radio is supported by Surfshark. If you've been listening to Foamcast Radio for a while, you've heard me talk about the importance of using a VPN service to protect your privacy online. After using one of their competitors for a while, I tried out Surfshark and I was blown away. Their service is faster and more reliable than any other VPN service I've tried, and it even includes tracker and ad blockers so advertising agencies can't track you around the web. And now they're offering an exclusive discount just for my listeners. Only $1.99 a month, a lower price than ExpressVPN, NordVPN, or any of their other competitors. And unlike competing services, Surfshark doesn't limit the number of devices you can use on a single account. Sign up for Surfshark right now and get 83% off the normal price. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash surfshark. That's foamcastradio.com slash surfshark. Thanks to Surfshark for supporting Foamcast Radio. Alright everybody, this week I wanted to address something that keeps popping up in the nerfing community, so let's head into the war room. I keep seeing these posts with people showing off their chrono barrel readings, 
but they either don't show which dart they used, or they do show it and it isn't a Hasbro nerf dart. For reasons I'd like to explain, the differences between Hasbro darts and other darts are important when it comes to measuring muzzle velocity using the chrono barrel specifically. First, let me explain how a normal chronograph works. Typically, a chronograph has two sensors a fixed distance apart. Each sensor can detect an object passing through it, such as a dart, a rival round, or a bullet. When you fire a projectile down a chronograph, it calculates the time it takes for the projectile to pass one sensor, then the other. It's sort of like seeing when exactly your car passes one mile marker and then the other, then doing some calculations to figure out how many miles per hour your car is going. Because of the way they work, chronographs can measure the speed of any object regardless of its dimensions as long as it has enough mass to trigger the sensors. This means that a full-length dart, a half-length dart, a rival round, an airsoft BB, or a bullet will all be measurable by a chronograph with accurate results. But the chrono barrel works differently, and as a result, it doesn't work accurately with all projectiles. Unlike a standard chronograph, the chrono barrel only has a single sensor, which is essentially an infrared beam. When a projectile passes in front of the beam, it becomes blocked, and the chrono barrel's internal computer starts a stopwatch. When the projectile moves out of the way of the beam and it becomes unblocked, the chrono barrel's internal computer stops the stopwatch and does some fancy math to figure out how fast the projectile is moving based purely on how long the beam was blocked. This works great so long as the chrono barrel knows exactly how long the projectile is from tip to tail. But what if the projectile is one that the chrono barrel isn't familiar with? Foamcast Radio is supported by LifeAid. When I get out on the foam battlefield, I ask a lot of my body. Both my muscles and my mind get pushed to their absolute limits. That's why I depend on the nutrients and natural ingredients of LifeAid beverages to boost my performance both on and off the battlefield. Whether it's Focus Aid to help me keep a clear head in the midst of the chaos, Fit Aid to help me recover after a skirmish, or Party Aid to rehydrate after a long day of combat, I know I can count on the all-natural ingredients of LifeAid beverages to keep me going. For a limited time, LifeAid is offering my listeners an exclusive discount of $20 off your first purchase of a 24-pack. Stop filling your body with energy drinks packed with artificial colors, flavors, and sweeteners that will dehydrate you and leave you feeling drained. Try the delicious and healthy LifeAid beverages today. Order a 24-pack of LifeAid right now and get $20 off. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash LifeAid. That's foamcastradio.com slash L-I-F-E-A-I-D. Thanks to LifeAid for supporting Foamcast Radio. Say, for example, that we use a worker half-length dart. When the dart moves in front of the beam, the chrono barrel stopwatch starts. But because this dart is so much shorter than a standard full-length elite dart, it's going to get out of the way and unblock that beam way sooner than a typical dart would, even if it's moving at exactly the same speed. But the chrono barrel doesn't know you're using a half dart, so it just thinks that something insanely fast zipped through the barrel and gives a ridiculously high reading. This is why the chrono barrel will typically give readings of 300 or more feet per second when used with half darts, even though there's no way they're going that fast. 
So what does this mean? It means that the Chronobarrel's internal computer is specifically calibrated to the average length of a Hasbro Nerf Elite dart. And any dart that is ever so slightly shorter or longer will give an incorrect reading. The bigger the difference in length between the dart you used and the average Hasbro dart, the more the readings will be thrown off. For most full-length darts, the difference probably seems negligible. However, consider that X-Shot darts are significantly shorter than Nerf darts. Your average modder who doesn't know better might measure their blaster's performance with both types of darts and think that the X-Shot darts are somehow giving them a huge boost in velocity. Now, does this mean the Chrono Barrel is useless? Not at all. I have one and use it mainly for the ammo counting capability, but I make sure that if I'm measuring velocity, I only use it with first-party nerf darts. Alright everybody, before I sign off, I want to give a thank you to my sponsors for this episode, Hobby King, Surfshark, and Life Aid Beverages. I also want to thank all the wonderful listeners, especially the ones who have taken the time to give me a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to make sure you won't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so it's easy to follow us and share this episode with your friends. You can also find us at foamcastradio.com. We can view the show notes, order merch, and more. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Foamcast Radio. Hi, I'm Ryan Engelstadt, licensed therapist and host of the Best Medicine Podcast, a show where I help people normalize conversations around mental health. I know firsthand how hard it can be to talk about these issues, but there are resources out there. If you're having suicidal thoughts or even just wondering what it would be like if you weren't around, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Once again, I'm Ryan Engelstadt of the Best Medicine Podcast, and I'm here to help too. So if you want to reach out to me through my podcast where I answer listeners' questions, you can find me on Twitter at EnglesRy, that's E-N-G-E-L-S-R-Y, or through the Anchor app where you can leave voice messages for my show. Thanks for listening, and thanks for taking care of yourself.